Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, October 4th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell, and we're back for some more NFL action. It's the prime time slate. Prime time. Prime time. Like, That's right. We're going to cover yeah. the Sunday night game and the Monday night game to help you build your two-game slate lineups. And you can also use this information to build out your showdown lineups. Shane, uh, I feel like I've, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, wait, I did <laughs> see you for the main slate video. But yeah. now we're going for the show, uh, the primetime video. How are you feeling? Yeah, the primetime slates are kind of fun because, you you know, most people get, get a chance to watch these on Sunday night, Monday night football, and to have a little bit little bit more invested in it. Some DFS plays and some nice game stacks here. Uh, it is a fun slate to play, mixing up the two. This one's going to be kind of crazy because you're going to have a lot of people focusing on the Monday night game as a more high projected total with a lot of stars. But just like the theme of the main slate, we got a lot of weird injury situations going yes. on here. A lot of question mark for some really big names. And then you have some really big names coming back and you don't really know if they're getting a full workload or what they're going to look like. So you got a lot of question marks here and you got to try to project that the best you think, uh, best you think they're going to uh, get in terms of best you can in terms of their workload, and how many targets and how many snaps these players are going to get. And are they fully healthy? And uh, you know, are there's some major players that could be out and uh, you may not know that right away. Um, so you're going to have to really focus on that late swap strategy here as well if you're going to that Monday night game. That's right. So let's start to break it down a little bit and let's look at the lines from our pre presenting sponsor. That, of course, betus.com.pa. Thank you for everything they do. Uh, you can use the promo code COACHTALK and get a 125% match with your first deposit over there. So we highly encourage that. And in terms of the lines, uh, let's look at these two as a, as a whole here, because this is a two-game slate we're breaking down. Eagles at the Niners Sunday night at 820. We've got the Niners as the big home favorites, seven and a half points, over under only 45. But on the Monday night matchup, we've got the Falcons traveling to Green Bay, another big home favorite. Uh, on BetUS, we've got the Packers a seven-point favorite, but the over-under 56.5. So we're certainly expecting more points there, more fantasy output. But what we're going to do now is try to break it down for you so you can actually build a winning lineup. So starting with game number one, Mr. Caldwell, Eagles and Niners, uh, you know, we, we chatted a little bit here before we got started. You may think that the seven and a half line, seven and a half point line is a little bit steep for the Niners, that the, the Eagles might have a chance to keep it close, but they're going to have to do it with uh, a different cast of characters with all these injuries. We've got Alshon Jeffrey out, Deshaun Jackson out, J.J. Arthega Whiteside doubtful. Uh, we know Dallas Goddard's already out, uh, the tight end. So uh, the receiving core is limited. And then on the 49ers side, Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Raheem Mostert is out. But we've got George Kittle and Debo Samuel back in. So a lot of moving parts, and we're going to try to sort it out for you. Awesome. Yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, I, I do I do like Philadelphia a little bit better than most people, than obviously than a lot better than Vegas likes them. Uh Huge underdogs here going on the road against San Francisco. And I get why they're underdogs. Philadelphia is, is really has a lot of injuries. They've been absolutely atrocious this year. Um, 
But I think that uh, San Francisco has also had a lot of critical injuries as well. And they have some of their star guys coming back, you know, Debo Samuel and George Kittle. But I think uh, Philadelphia is still a, a pretty decent team, even though they've been playing down to their competition. They've been playing really bad. Um, so I think Philadelphia can be competitive in this game. And I think that they will keep it a little bit closer than the than the total implies here. So and I think that the nice thing about Philadelphia is you can kind of predict where the usage is going to go. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I've always talked about Miles Sanders. I like him. Uh, I think people will steer away because of the game script here and in a pretty tough matchup. But I don't think San Francisco has really been tested that much in the run game. They've had a, a pretty easy schedule, you know, playing teams like the, you know, New York Giants and, you know, several other teams. And the that Jets. Are pretty, the week yeah, that. exactly. The New York Jets. So they haven't really been tested since they had all those injuries on the D-line. Um, now, the Eagles offensive line, I know, is not great, but according to Pro Football Focus, they still have a huge advantage in run blocking and pass blocking. Uh, so according to the, the grades for this current the current teams, they still have an advantage for Philadelphia, which means uh, Miles Sanders should have a little bit of room to run. And I expect him, even if they get down, to be heavily involved in the passing game this week. Now that they're down even more receivers and have very few weapons Miles Sanders hasn't been heavenly involved with the passing work, but I expect him to get peppered with targets and to have some explosive plays in the pass game and the run game here. Um, so I do like Miles Sanders, and I'm hoping I can get him a little lower ownership, even though this is a, a two-game slate. And then um, I do like, even though it's a tough matchup, I, I do respect San Francisco's corners. I think they're good. I like Greg Ward. I think Greg Ward looks pretty good. He's their number one receiver now. I know that's uh, kind of ugly that Greg Ward is your number one receiver, but he has chemistry with Carson Wentz. And even if they get down big, he's going to get those garbage time catches. And, you know, he looked really good last week and he's super cheap. He's $5,000 for the primetime slate on FanDuel and 3,500 on DK. So if you want a value guy that some people might steer away from because of the ownership and because they're focusing on their games, I like Greg Ward. Uh, also like Zach Ertz here, obviously he's the only game in town at tight ends now where really Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz would run two wide receiver sets and kind of split the targets. I think Zach Ertz is going to be peppered with targets as well. So again, Philadelphia, you don't really love them because they're big underdogs, but the game script uh, sets up well for those three players, Miles Sanders, Greg Warg, and Zach Ertz to get a ton of targets. And it could be a bounce back spot, bounce back spot for Carson Wentz because the San Francisco pass uh, rush is not as good as it used to be with all their injuries they have. Uh, Carson Wentz has looked really bad, but keep in mind, Carson Wentz could be a sneaky play on this slate because everyone is obviously going to play the other quarterbacks um, because Carson Wentz has been so bad, but he's, he is getting more rushing yards. He's running more uh, designed run plays and scrambling more, and he could have potentially a decent game where you know he gets uh, like another rushing touchdown and a couple passing touchdowns here. So there is a path where he, where Russ, where uh, uh, Carson Wentz here would do okay and actually uh, gain an advantage on this slate, even though they're big favorites and you know or they're big underdogs here, and he could he could get a lot of garbage time production in the second half here. So so that's kind of my take on the Philadelphia side, even though they're not projected to score much at all. I think they could sneak up and, and do a little better than expected here. A lot of love for Philly here. The yeah. folks from the city of brotherly love would certainly appreciate that. Our yeah. man, Brett, uh, who's working here late tonight with us, posting these uh, videos on podcast on uh, YouTube. Uh, he would love that as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's hoping that I'm right here, even though I'm yes, going against the grain because my, my, my take on the uh, Eagles is very contrarian for yeah. uh, what this game is projected to be. But I think that they're not 
as bad as uh, as they have been. I think they're a little bit better than that, and I don't think San Francisco is that you know that great either right now. So, well, I mean, San Francisco certainly dealing with a bunch of injuries, but I I have more more faith in San Francisco here. I'm I'm a little bit concerned about the Eagles, um, but it, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they keep it close. I agree with you. You know, Wentz and Ward have nice chemistry. And you need to get a guy like Greg Ward on a two-game slate in here if you want to pay up at quarterback and get some of these other stud studs in here. And it's not like a typical $3,500 wide receiver on DraftKings. I mean, he had eight catches for 72 and a touchdown last week. So, you know, he doesn't have to do that to pay off that price tag. So I like him here a lot. And then I, I want to touch on the, the, re- the rest of this wide receiver core just to make sure people know who it is, we've got <laughs> yeah, John, John Hightower, minimum price guy. Last week, two catches for 19. And then Deontay uh, Burnett, last week, three catches for 19. He's not on the DraftKings two-game slate for some reason. <laughs> he is on FanDuel at 4500 So if you're as confused as me when you're looking for that guy— and you can't find him on DraftKings. I, you know, I looked three or four times. I cannot find him. So he's just not on the slate. Uh, but he is on FanDuel. So uh, keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, Ertz is a uh, pretty good price. Uh, 5100 on DraftKings without Goddard and with all those other receivers out. You know, you do expect him to, to get a lot of targets. Um, you know, the next tight end up is Richard Rodgers. So, you know, that's that's enough said right there. Ertz should get a bunch of looks here. So, you know, I don't really like how the Eagles have been playing, but I do like that, you know, these passing targets are going to be pretty well focused on just a few guys. So uh, that'll make it interesting. Now, over on the 49ers side, uh, with Mostert out, you know, we're looking at McKinnon and Jeff Wilson in the backfield. And then uh, Debo and Kittle are back. And, you know, Kittle has come out and said that he's good to go. You know, he sounds like he's ramped up and, uh, you know, pretty good matchup here against the Eagles for Kittle. Um, but are you willing to pay that price tag of 6000 on DraftKings? I, I don't know if you're going to be able to, if you're trying to get up for a couple, like, stud wide receivers in the second game, if we're talking two-game slate here. I don't know if you're going to be able to afford to pay up for them. And then if you're going to pay up for a more expensive quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or something. It, so it depends on roster construction. You're going to have to be a little more contrarian and hit some value somewhere else. I don't know if I trust Kittle because he does stand and block some as well. So and uh, if they're projected to have a blowout here and just completely blow the doors off Philadelphia, then they're not going to have to pass that much either. So I don't know if it's a great game script. I can see him you know, getting a little bit of production and catching some passes and getting back in the mix, but they're not really going to need him to be get a heavy target volume here and a lot, a lot of routes run. I think he'll be pass blocking. I don't think he's going to be on the field you know, for his normal allotment of slaps, uh, snaps here, I think he'll still get a decent amount of snaps, but uh, not. I don't think he's. There's no reason to run him out there for a full workload if they're that heavily favored. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, it, it does depend on the roster construction here. Certainly on the sh- on the showdown slate, I'll be very interested in him uh, because of the way that he's talking about his health um, on the two game slate. Yeah, the, the price is, is challenging. 
Um, I will have him in there. Probably it sounds like a little bit more than you. Um, you know, just thinking about that matchup, we saw what uh, Higby did to the Eagles uh, for the Rams a couple weeks ago. So I, I like that matchup. And Debo is a nice price, too, at 4300 You know, this is kind of a fun slate, the two-game slate for pricing on DraftKings. Um, so uh, that there's, there's a guy you could turn to. My man Kendrick Bourne, probably not going to be the guy we look to now with uh, Samuel back. Uh, and I, Brandon Ayuk in the mix as well. Yeah, I, I kind of like Brandon Ayuk probably the best. Uh, I'm not sure if Debo Samuel is going to get a full workload again. You know, a little worried about him uh, coming back from a foot injury. Uh, so I think he'll slowly be worked in there. He's certainly the most talented wide receiver. But Brandon Ayuk has really good chemistry with Nick Mullins, and he's an ascending player and had a really good game last week. And he's a good. He's going to uh, be in a good matchup here. He should mostly avoid Darius Slate coverage. Um, and be able to have a good matchup against the Eagles secondary. So I like Brandon Ayuk here as an explosive, young, athletic-type player, good run-after-the-catch guy, you know, really good athlete. So I, I like him in this offense. And I guess the question is, if you had to choose one San Francisco running back, because, you know, a lot of people are going to want to get a, a share of this uh, San Francisco uh, running back, this backfield, just because it's a great uh, run game uh, scheme, and they get their guys involved in the passing game, too, their running backs. What What are you thinking, McKinnon or Wilson here? I think I'm going to lean McKinnon. Um, you know, this isn't a great matchup. Eagles only giving up 106 yards per game on the ground. So it's not like, you know, Jeff Wilson's going to come in there and pound it a bunch and score multiple touchdowns. So I, I like McKinnon here. He, he got 14 carries last week, also caught three balls. So I, I'd, I'd pay up there. You know, only 800 difference on DraftKings. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think McKinnon is more explosive in space and can get more involved in the passing game and have the potential to, to break off a couple long runs here as well, um, where, yeah, just Jeff Wilson's more pounding in between the tackles. He, did, he Jeff Wilson got involved in the passing game, but I think that was a little more fluky last week where McKinnon should be the primary third down back here. So, and he, yeah, McKinnon looks really good. So I, I do like him if he gets a you know pretty good workload here, uh, even though Philadelphia's defense is tough. It's, it should be a good game script for him. Excellent. All right, well, before we get to game two, just want to take a quick moment and hear from our partners at betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at betus.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Okay, welcome back. Make sure to use that promo code Coach Talk. And thank you again to our partners at BetUS. Uh, 
in terms of game number two, Shane, looking at the Bet US line, again, Packers, the seven point favorites. And this is where the over under gets exciting. It's 56 and a half. And we do have some news with the pass catchers here. On the Atlanta side, it looks like everyone's going to go. Julio, Ridley, and Gage have all been on the injury report, but looks like they'll suit up. Uh, we are recording this here early on Sunday morning, so plenty of time for that to change. And then on the Packers side, we've got Alan Lazard out, which is pretty big news because in that last game when Devontae Adams didn't play, Lazard caught six for 146. So he's out. Devontae Adams is back in. And this is an awesome matchup for the Packers passing game. Um, you know, it, the Falcons just get gashed through the air. Um, so Aaron Rodgers looking to slice and dice. But, the, you know, the, the targets are just not that exciting you know, other than Adams. Um, you know, Marquez Valtez-Scantling just is a guy that you can't really trust. Uh, you know, last week with Devontae out, he only caught one for five yards. So, you know, I'd like to start here on game number two, talking about this Packers passing game. Do you want to use Rodgers? Are you going to pair him up with Adams? And is there anyone else out there that you can trust? Yeah, I mean, you, you certainly I like Aaron Rodgers here. Matt Ryan didn't look great last week when we talk about the Atlanta side. So Green Bay is a pretty tough defense against the pass. Uh, you can probably run against them more than pass. So, yeah, I definitely think Aaron Rodgers, obviously the best matchup. Has the best weapons, and he's got his guy Devonte Adams back. So yeah, so I think the the Aaron Rodgers to Devonte Adams is kind of like a you know almost like a mandatory stack here that you start to start all your lineups with. I know they're very expensive, so you're gonna have to find some value. I don't really mind Marcus Valdez Scantling, even though he's been super disappointing. I mean, some of those targets got to go to him. The, the the Alan Lazard and other guys were getting so with Alan Lazard out. I'm fine going to Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken some deep shots to him. I know he's missed quite a few of them, but eventually he's going to connect with them. And if there's any game that he's going to connect with one of those deep shots, it's this game against Atlanta against a weak secondary. Um, so, and if they're going to pay a lot of attention to Devontae Adams because they're going to have to, then I think Valdez-Scantling might be able to take advantage of that that one-on-one matchup. I know he's played really bad this year, but I think he's – He's still got pretty good chemistry with Rodgers, and he's still a very talented, very explosive player with that speed he has. So he's the type of player that can break out, and for a cheap price, I think he's worth playing because we're pretty much talking about mostly GPP plays. You're not grinding out a lot of cash plays with these showdown slates and primetime slates. So Marcus Valdez-Scantley, to me, is the perfect you know, uh, GPP play because he does have high upside and, and he has been disappointing lately. So that's the type of guy I like to get in here and he's in a great position. Uh, so you can get exposure to this Packers high, high total at a very low price. And, you know, I think he's going to be good for that. Um, and Aaron Jones also gets a lot of slots, rides up, runs up, uh, lines up as a wide receiver and gets a lot of uh, catches out of the backfield. Atlanta's, you know, known for not being good at covering running backs out of the backfield. So Aaron Jones would be explosive. He can gash them in the run game and the pass game here. I know he might not get quite as many targets with Devontae Adams back, but I love Aaron Rod, uh, Aaron Jones. And if you think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are going to move the ball better uh, with, the, with their having their star receiver back, that means more red zone looks for Aaron Jones to be able to get touchdowns. And you know the type of high ceiling he has. Um, so I like him in this game, in this game as well. And I already know who he, before you go any further, I you just what I just realized it just dawned on me. I mean, this is like the perfect two-game primetime slate for you. Your boys are here. Miles Sanders, you absolutely love, 
and Aaron yeah. Jones. I mean, those are like your yeah. two favorite running backs in terms of fantasy. Yeah. I mean, could you get more excited than this? Well, yeah, if I can fit them on the lineup, I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like I do like those guys. The only thing I don't like about Aaron Jones is the fact that, uh, you know, Williams, the other uh, running back for uh, – for Green Bay has looked pretty good and he gets yeah. some production in there as well. So you just never know when he's going to come in and vulture it. But for the yeah. most part, if they, yeah, they're going to, they're going to get Aaron Jones involved and exploit these Matt, this week, uh, Atlanta, uh, you know, defense here. So now I know the sneaky player that you like from Green Bay, because I know, I know what the strategy you like to use here. So you want to talk about the guy that you like, because I know who it is. T- uh, Tanyan. Oh yeah. I knew oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Tanyan. Yeah, yep. he's certainly oh, yeah. he's certainly in the mix. I I, I certainly made a note for him. Yep. Uh, you know, good two tight ends, great way to go here on a two game slate or on a showdown slate, depending on the matchups, of course. So you could look there because I don't really trust MVS, but I agree with you. He is a great GPP play, so I'll have some I'll have in, him in some lineups as well. And then you know you mentioned Jamal Williams, uh, the the backup uh, running back, and. Um, that's another thing you can do is use two running backs from the same backfield because there's no reason that they both can't catch one or Jones can run one in. Williams can catch one. Um, you know, we saw what, um, you know, looking back to Chris Carson, he caught two touchdowns against the Falcons out of the backfield. So, um, you know, I'm sure the Packers will be looking at that. How about the Falcon side? Anyone you want to run it back with to try to match up with the Packers and uh, try to chase them, Chase them down, assuming they're trailing. Yeah, I mean, I like Julio Jones uh, probably uh, better than Kelvin Ridley. They're both banged up, but Julio Jones had a, a week off to rest his hamstring, so he should be able to be healthier and more explosive and back to his original self where he's a dominant force in the pass game here. Uh, so I do like him, and he should get better coverage against King, the outside corner, um, and mostly avoid Jair Alexander, who I view as pretty much a shutdown corner, you know, uh, borderline shutdown corner for Green Bay. I think uh, Jair Alexander will be primarily lined up against uh, Calvin Ridley. And even though Calvin Ridley is elite and he's one of the best receivers in the game, I think Jair Alexander can make it a little more difficult for him and limit his upside for Calvin Ridley. So that's why I like Julio Jones. And I like the fact that Julio Jones has been out a week and people maybe are not thinking about him because they're thinking about paying up for these other guys. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really crunched a lot of lineups with this slate. So I don't know if I can fit Julio Jones and Devante Adams, but I would like to, if I could, I'd like to have both star receivers there and and fade Calvin Ridley because of the matchup. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. For me, I've crunched some lineups here and it's hard to really get many Falcons in here. Because I like the prices in the first game. I like the matchup for the Packers. And, you know, there's not much room left in the lineup. And, you know, in terms of the numbers, the Packers have just been solid against the run and obviously way better against the pass than the Falcons. So, you know, with those guys dinged up, you know, there's a chance I could fade, uh, you know, the star receivers for the Falcons. It's a little bit scary thinking about fading Ridley and, and Julio, but uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. You know, bottom line is we invite you to come in as a member and get our final lineups because what we do at DFS Coach Talk is we hand-build our lineups. We don't use an optimizer. We just put everything together with the eye test and uh, finalize lineups to give out to members about 45 minutes before kickoff. So what we'll do on FanDuel is we'll give out a, a hybrid lineup that you can use in cash games or some single entries 
uh, those types of uh, you know tournaments, and then a GPP lineup or two depending on the slate, and then on DraftKings we give out the the coaches clipboard on the main slate, and then for a primetime slate like this we give out core plays uh, to to help you start your build. So we invite you to grab one of our memberships. You can do that at dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, pick up a week membership. Give us a try. We'll get you right into our Discord and get these lineups for you before the kickoff. And again, Shane is fired up for this one with his two favorite running backs. Awesome. Yeah, I'm loving it. Now, here's a, here's a sneaky running back. Um, if he can get a little bit more production uh, oh, good. from Atlanta is uh, Brian Hill. Yes. I think Brian Hill is the most talented running back on the Atlanta Falcons. You already, uh, I've made it pretty well known that I don't really like Todd Gurley yes. in this offense. And I think that Todd Gurley's washed. I know Todd Gurley had a breakout game for him, which was what, like 80 yards last, last week. Uh, so <laughs> that's a Todd Gurley blow there. So uh, he had his breakout game, but I think uh, Brian Hill's too talented uh, for them to, to ignore and uh, you know if Gurley were to get a little bit banged up in this game which he's known for doing or they just decide to do more of a 50-50 split which is what it's trending towards Brian Hill is going to guy is a guy that could blow up if he breaks off a long run or maybe gets a red zone work uh, you know catch the screen pass takes it to the house I mean he's in the $4,000 range on DraftKings 4900 on FanDuel and that could be an interesting lineup construction and set yourself apart for GPPs if you're if you're looking a large field GPP I think he's a good sleeper pick. Um, and then I think you really can't for, forget about Hayden Hurst. I think he's pretty cheap and explosive at the tight end position. And also Russell Gage, their slot wide receivers, has great chemistry with uh, uh, with Matt Ryan as well. And I think he's a great play here as well. And he should avoid the elite coverage from Jair Alexander as well, as well for Green Bay. So uh, that's kind of the guys that I'm looking at. I know they're hard to fit in those Atlanta guys as well. Um, but, you know, if you want to get a little bit different, those are a couple, a couple guys you can look at and get exposure to this higher scoring game here nice i like it thanks for adding those potential value plays and if you want to interact with shane a little bit uh talk about those running backs that he likes and the ones that he doesn't like like Gurley, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you can find shane on twitter at det sports shane you can find me on twitter at language olympic you can find our fearless leader the coach at j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i and follow all of us at DFS Coach Talk. In terms of YouTube, if you could give us a like, that would be much appreciated. And hit the subscribe button so you know when our podcast post. We're now doing four NFL podcasts per week. So you want to be ready for those. And we're continuing to do basketball podcasts before every NBA Finals game. Still time to check that out on Sunday before Game 3. And uh, PGA podcast once a week. So... That's the general story here at, at DFS Coach Talk. Um, in terms of our presenting sponsor, again, that's betus.com.pa. Thank you very much to them. Our charity of choice here, mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. And again, in terms of our upcoming podcasts, NBA Finals Game 3 is available on YouTube and wherever podcasts can be heard. We'll have our next NFL podcast on Thursday for the Thursday night game and then follow it up again with our weekly uh, Sunday main slate preview on Thursday where we go game by game. So hope you'll tune in then 
with us. And Shane, want to thank you again for a terrific podcast here. Nice double header on on Saturday night to get everybody ready for Sunday and Monday. And on the rest of uh, on behalf of the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in, and be sure to tune in again next time as we look to crush it in DFS.